Welcome back to Scriptures with Mom and Terry. This is Linda. I'm the mom. And oh, going around turning off all these white noise sounds. But I just wanted to start reading because otherwise I'm never going to do it. And it's in the middle of the day. Okay, not really. It's 4.30. But we need to read section Doctrine and Covenant section 93 so that we can catch up and be reading the right section at the right week. Or actually, what I really want to do is read a section ahead of time so that we can get things moving faster. And Miss Flora, say hi. Can you say hi? <laughs> it's like a hi right there. Did you hear it? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you for saying hi. Yeah, let's preserve some of your cute voice right now while you're a little baby. Miss Flora is seven months old. And she's just had some milkies. But she no longer wants any, so I don't know. Now what do you want? Do you want to play? <laughs> she's just a grunting ninja. All right, here we go. Okay, we got her a toy. So I think we can start maybe. Awesome. Do you have that ladybug? Good. <laughs> it's a fun ladybug. She's a cute ladybug. Okay, mind you, I don't currently have any real background from section 93, except for I did listen to a little bit of talking scripture and the podcast, and they said that Joseph Smith received this when he was 27. And I think that's amazing. Like, what did I do when I was 27 to receive revelation? You know, what kind of revelations was I getting? I think, I don't even know, but I know that I just barely started understanding like gospel things after I was introduced to Brother Hank Smith uh, because he could explain things in a way that made sense to me. So that just, you know... And I have been a member since I, you know, since I was five, I guess. I mean, I guess I, could, I can't say five because you're not really officially a member until you're eight. But my parents, uh, my mom was converted. And so I think we started going to church officially when I was five. Maybe that's what it is. But I did get baptized at eight, obviously. <laughs> She's... She's looking at Frodo, and so she always makes such good, cute sounds at him. That's good talking. Yeah, call him over here. It's going to be really distracting doing this here, but we're going to do it. Okay, section 93, Revelation given through Joseph Smith the prophet at Kirtland, Ohio, May 6, 1833. One to five. Oh, um, I was going to say I love how Talking Scripture said that sometimes... Uh, or that when the Lord wants us to focus on things, he will repeat them. Um, that's how you know which uh, things the Lord wants us to strive to remember. And then also when, like, because we're only focusing on this section for this week, it must be important. Instead of grouping it with other sections, this section stands alone. And so I think that that's pretty awesome how they can, how we can get clues of things that are important 
based on when the prophets and apostles want us to focus on this and when the Lord wants us to focus on things, he'll repeat things. So, okay, one to five, all who are faithful will see the Lord. Six to 18, John bore record that the son of God went from grace to grace until he received a fullness of the glory of the father. 19 to 20, faithful men going from grace to grace will also receive his fullness. 21 to 22, those who are begotten through Christ are the church of the firstborn. 23 to 28, Christ received a fullness of all truth and man by obedience may do likewise. 29 to 32, man was in the beginning with God. 33 to 35, the elements are eternal and man may receive a fullness of joy in the resurrection. 36 to 37, the glory of God is intelligence. 38 to 40, children are innocent before God because of the redemption of Christ. 41 to 53, the leading brethren are commanded to set their families in order. Okay, so that's kind of like a preview of what we're going to be reading. So... No, you cannot skip it if you know the gist of the chapter. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You can skip it if you need to. Um, here we go. Verily thus saith the Lord, I shall come to pass. Or, uh, he will come to pass. It shall come to pass that every soul who forsaketh his sins and cometh unto me and calleth on my name and obeyeth my voice and keepeth my commandments shall see my face and know that I am. Hey, that was the scripture that the bishop had the young women memorize who went on the young women's mini high adventure. And it was pretty awesome to see how the young women were striving to memorize these, this scripture. And some, uh, I can't remember a couple of them started saying like, okay, if you, um, try to remember that it's F C C O K then that will help you remember what it is that like this scripture is trying to teach us, right? Like we can memorize it easier with those, with that acronym. So, okay, I'm going to try and recite it without looking at the scriptures so that I can, (laughs) without looking at my phone so that I can show you that I memorize it too. Okay. Verily thus saith the Lord, it shall come to pass that whoso... Ah, man, I already messed it up. (laughs) Okay, no, for real. Let's start one more time. Verily thus saith the Lord, it shall come to pass that every soul who forsaketh his sins who and who calleth on my name and, no, it's just kidding, it's and cometh unto me and calleth on my name and obeyeth my voice and keepeth my commandments, shall see my face and know that I am. I think I got it. <laughs> Anyways, I had to prove that I that I remembered it, um, even though I mixed up the, the few little things right there because it's for sake. Okay. Anyways, um, see if you can memorize it because I think that that is a really cool scripture. Um, so I agree with the bishop in allow like in being inspired to have us memorize it. And I think like, as I was memorizing this scripture, I, I realized how much I really did like memorizing scriptures. And we know from other, um, apostles who have, and prophets who have testified of memorized scripture being our, 
like our friend that we can call on when we need him. And it's so true. I love it. So uh, I want to try and put memorizing scripture into my schedule somehow. So we're going to be trying to implement that maybe like once a week because I feel like a week is not a hard thing. Like if you tried to memorize one scripture a week, it'd be awesome. And you know what? If you are able to memorize it for like at the end of the year, you still remember the first one you memorized. Great. And you know what? And if you don't, that's also okay. I remember feeling like so guilty or being so hard on myself because I would memorize scriptures and then I wouldn't remember them like a week later. But that repetitive, um, like bringing them up again, like later on in life, it actually does help. And so it's not like it's wasted, you know, because the spirit will bring things to your remembrance. Okay, and it looks like Frodo needs to go outside, but oh well, we're going to wait for a minute. Take it easy. (laughs) He's so needy sometimes. And the boys are sick. So of course, (laughs) it's mom and Flora's job to take out Frodo, huh? Okay, and that, okay, uh, so we'll see his face and know that he is, and that I am the true light that lighteth every man that cometh into the world. And that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, and the Father and I are one. So this is awesome because, like, the boys and other people know that I love how everything typifies of Christ. We just have to look for it. And I think maybe I've already told you, um, one of the young women I was taking her mom out to do like pedicures or something and the young woman warned warned her mom before leaving and said are you sure because sister Weiniger is going to talk about Jesus <laughs> and her mom told me this so that's how I know that that's what she said but I was just like so floored that a her daughter remembered this and b that I actually do talk about Jesus all the time I don't know I mean I I would like to think that I do. (laughs) I know I lack in a lot of areas and that's one of them, but I thought it was really cool how, um, how she thought that I did. And I was like, oh, I want that to be, I want people to say that of me all the time. Not just, and she mostly saw me in like church settings and, you know, young women together and things like that. So of course I'm always talking about Jesus Christ, but I like, I want everybody to say that of me, you know, because I think that would be the coolest thing Um, and help me focus because that's like he's my center and I want to make sure that that's what I'm doing all the time anyway. Uh, Okay, so number four, the father, because he gave me of his fullness and the son, because I was in the world and made flesh my tabernacle and dwelt among the sons of men. And I was in the world and received my of my father and the works of him were plainly manifest. And John saw and bore record of the fullness of my glory and the fullness of John's glory uh, and the fullness of John's record is hereafter to be revealed. And he bore record saying, I saw his glory that he was in the beginning before the world was. Therefore, in the beginning, the world, the word was for he was the word, even the messenger of salvation, the light and the redeemer of the world, the spirit of truth who came into the world because the world was made by him and in him was the life of men and the light of men. The worlds 
were made by him, men were made by him, all things were made by him, and through him, and of him. And so, of course, everything typifies of Christ, right? And ideas come from, good ideas, obviously, come from him, and like, I'll just, you know... (laughs) And good businesses come from him and good tech comes from him and (laughs) good inventions come from him. Like everything comes from him, right? So I love that. That scripture is like going to be my new favorite. (laughs) Woo! Flora almost fell and hit her head. We got it. Okay. And I, John, bear record that I beheld his glory as the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth, even the spirit of truth, which came and dwelt in the flesh and dwelt among us. And I, John, saw that he received not of the fullness at the first, but received grace for grace. And he received not of the fullness at first, but continued from grace to grace until he received a fullness. And thus he was called the Son of God, because he received not of the fullness at the first. And I, John, bear record, and lo, the heavens were opened, and the Holy Ghost descended upon him in the form of a dove, and sat upon him, and there came a voice out of heaven saying, This is my beloved Son. And I, John, bear record, that he received a fullness of the glory of the Father, and he received all power both in heaven and on earth, and the glory of the Father was in him, for he dwelt in him. And it shall come to pass that if you are faithful, you shall receive the fullness of the record of John. I give unto you these sayings that you may understand and know how to worship and know what you worship, that you may come unto the Father in my name and in due time receive of his fullness. For if you keep my commandments, you shall receive of his fullness and be glorified in me as I am in the Father. Therefore, I say unto you, you shall receive grace for grace. And now verily I say unto you, I was in the beginning with the Father and am the firstborn. And all those who are begotten through me are partakers of the glory of the same and are the church of the firstborn. Ye were also in the beginning with the Father, that with the Father, that which is spirit, even the spirit of truth. And truth is knowledge of things as they are and as they were and as they are to come. And whatsoever is more or less than this, it's the spirit of that wicked one who was a liar from the beginning. The spirit of truth is, is of God. I am the spirit of truth and John bore record of me saying he received a fullness of truth. Yea, even of all truth and no man received a fullness unless he keepeth his commandments. He that keepeth his commandments receiveth truth and light until he is glorified in truth and knowledge and knoweth all things. Man was also in the beginning with God intelligence or the light of truth was not created or made neither indeed can be. All truth is independent in that sphere in which God has placed it to act for itself as all intelligence also. Otherwise, there is no existence. Behold, here is the agency of man and here is the condemnation of man because that which was from the beginning is plainly manifest unto them and they receive not the light. And every man whose spirit receiveth not the light is under condemnation for man is spirit. The elements are eternal and spirit and element inseparably connected receive a fullness of joy and when separated man cannot receive a fullness of joy okay uh i'm gonna pause for a moment so i really like how uh i really like how the talking scripture people brethren um were likening 
the light and knowledge that the Lord received to light and knowledge that we can receive. And they had an analogy. It was like your room. Okay. And the light you turn on, or maybe there's light coming in from the window. And as you clean, like you'd clean like first level, you know, there's, and you know, if you've cleaned your room ever, I'm talking to you, Finn and Faust, (laughs) um, you know, that, you clean like surface level. It's like not even that good of a cleaning, but it's organized enough that mom won't say anything, right? So you're like, it's fine. But then when mom comes in there, I can see stuff that's that still needs to be cleaned. But then I point it out to you and then you can see it. But why can you now see it? It's because you already cleaned. And so now you can see that there's that it's dirty. Like for example, you know, you clean your shelves, right? And you organize your, your clothes and you put it in the, in the bins, but then everything's organized in the bins. And so everything's clean. And then you're getting more light because now nothing is like blocking the light from those areas. And so then you can see that, Hey, there's a little bit of dust on the corners of those bin area, those bin squares, because, um, because the bin doesn't take up the whole square, for example. And so there's little dust that you could dust or, you know, before you didn't notice there was dust on the, on the shelf because there was so much stuff on the shelf that you couldn't even see the dust. So you, but you now organize all the stuff on the shelf. And so then it's the next step, right. Is to dust the shelf because now we've seen the dust on the shelf and, same with like, um, pictures and things like that. He mentioned like, you know, you might not notice at the beginning that you needed to fix and straighten some picture frames because the whole room was a big mess. But as you continue to clean and as you continue to organize, you end up continuing to clean and you do a deeper clean because you didn't notice the pictures at first because it was your initial cleaning And then later you are able to notice it more because it's either more light in the room or you've cleared some clutter that provides more inspiration or more light. And so that's what it is. Uh, That's how Christ grew, right? Because as he was obedient to, to Heavenly Father's commandments, then he was able to get more light. And that's how we can grow is just like Christ. And that's what these scriptures are saying that as we are obedient like Christ, we can also grow from grace to grace. And, 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 and we can see that there's changes that we need to make inside ourselves to become more holy and more like Christ. Now, even the Lord took a long time to get to his perfected state. And it's going to take a long time for us. And so um, I really also like how they reminded us, like, you know, we're not going to attain perfection here in this life, but we can strive for that perfection in this life. And that's what we hope to do. And as we strive for perfection, we will become like Christ in that we were striving for perfection and striving to keep the commandments, but obviously we make mistakes. And so that's why he provided his atonement for us to help us during those times. And remember weakness, having a weakness is not sin, 
but choosing to succumb to those weaknesses is a sin but there's always the atonement there to help us to continue to progress and get better and so there's always hope for us and as we continue to see those things that we need to improve let's not compare those things to other people because we might think that they have improved in a specific area that we need improvement on and so then we look at those people like ah it's amazing how they can wake up early and they can do all these things, you know, but we don't know what their weaknesses are and the things that they're working on. And they probably look at you and think, oh man, but look how dedicated they are to, you know, making everything that they do look nice. And I wish I was as organized as those, as, as that person. And, you know, so so we're just trying to, compare and i remember during uh one of the general conference talks it was okay miss that we're compare uh he said don't compare yourselves to don't compare your weaknesses to other people's strengths because that's what we're going to see we're going to see other people's strengths um and the two things that satan tries to um the two things that satan tries to make us like focus on our, or I guess he could, he uses to distract us and discourage us is envy where we want to be like people. And then people pleasing where we want to be liked by people. And so those two things are never going to help us progress towards Jesus Christ because he was never looking to please other people. He was looking to please the father. So if we can have that goal in our lives, then that's how we can progress from grace to grace and continue in that light that he gives us, not in the light that other people see, see in us because we want them to see our light, but because we want to grow closer to Christ and have a relationship with him so anyways that was kind of a long thing but um but yeah there's there's always hope for us we can receive that um celestial kingdom it's not out of our grasp and i want us all to remember that because i look forward to being there with you Because it would not be heaven if you weren't there. And so, don't let Satan trick you into thinking that it's too late. Because if you're listening to this, it's not too late. It's never too late. And I know. Because I've made some not favorite choices in life. And the Lord has helped me through those, and he can help you through those. Okay, so we are in, let's see, where are we at? Number 35. The elements, oh, actually I did, okay, so there's um, number 33 and 34. So it says, for man is spirit, the elements are eternal, and spirit and element inseparably connected receive a fullness of joy. So to me, okay, this means that my spirit and my body 
are inseparably connected. And together they can receive a fullness of joy. Because then in 34 it says, and when separated, man cannot receive a fullness of joy. So I need my body in order to receive that fullness of joy. And I have this thing where I believe that if I am not moving towards that relationship with Christ that I need... If I'm not doing those things that I know that I have, that I need to do, then I'm going to experience something called divine discontent. Now, you can look up that talk because there's a really good talk about that. Um, but the, to me, the way that I understand it or the way that it makes me feel is it gives me the same feelings of depression and anxiety. And it's because I'm not in sync with what my spirit needs me to be in sync with. And I only speak of that because I have been there. I have been in a place where I was not choosing to obey God's commandments and I was experiencing a lot of depression and I was experiencing a lot of anxiety and I was experiencing um, a lot of heartbreak, disappointment. Um, and this was when I was a teenager. Um, what else? It was, it was not good. You know, I was experiencing temporary happiness, um, just fleeting moments, you know, but because I was not doing those things that my spirit needed me to do to connect with Christ, I was in a really dark place. And I remember being suicidal in that time and several times several times and not thinking that there was a way to <laughs> not thinking that there was a way to help get out of that. And I didn't know what was wrong, but you know, when I chose to come unto Christ, when I chose to pray, when I chose to make changes in my life that would bring me closer to him, then I was able to feel better. Then I was able to get out of that. Um, yes, I believe people experience severe depression. Um, and yes, I believe that Satan can, can worsen, um, our tendencies to, uh, be depressed. Um, and I do believe that there are certain people who have, you know, that chemical imbalance. But I think if we can check all those things first to see, hey, how is our connection with Christ? Am I working towards fulfilling my life's purpose? Am I in sync with what the Lord wants me to do? Because if I'm not, that's where I need to check first. And if if that is in check then I know I can move on to the other things. Like, let's see if 
you know, I need to go to the doctor or let's see if I need to go to counseling and, or let's see if there's something off, you know, because, because I believe that Christ is the answer to everything. And, and he could, you know, if we are connected with Christ, if we are, you know, in sync with his, um, with his purpose for us. And if we're doing those things that, um, are helping us connect with him and moving closer to him and he will enlighten us in a way that, yeah, we might see that we do need to take some medication or we do need to take some counseling. There's nothing wrong with that, but those are those things. Those are the steps that we would want to take first. Um, because that is, he's our creator. So we would want to take his tips first of, Hey, you know, if the, if we separate our spirit and our body, and if we're doing things against what our spirit needs for us to do, or if we're doing things against what our body needs us to do, you know, then we're not going to be in sync and everything's going to be off. But if we can sync, sync up, then the Lord will continue to inspire us and give us that light that we need so that we can continue to progress and get the help that we need if we are experiencing um, those things. Now, I will say that for me, after I was able to um, get back to getting more in sync, like it wasn't like immediate, you know, I was still making you know, bad choices, but I would, you know, actively repent and try and continue to be better. And then slowly I was getting way better and better at not doing those things. I was, uh, no longer, you know, wanting to do in my life and that those things were not serving me and weren't helping me come unto Christ, weren't helping me receive that joy. Then I, um, started to feel better. I started to not feel like I needed to, uh, I wasn't feeling suicidal. I didn't feel like I needed to take my life or end it in any way. Um, and I started begin feeling hopeful and feeling like, hey, maybe there is a place for me, you know, and what kind of uh, things could I do here? And what kind of contribution could I make? And how can, how can I help my neighbor, you know? And so anyway, that's just, that's just mom's experience with it, with, with these scriptures and and just me testifying that, that 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 is true. That is where you need to check yourself first. If you're ever feeling super sad, really depressed or not in sync or you feel something's off or you just can't get out of the slump, you know, that you're in, check your connection with Christ first. That will always reveal the next step for you. Okay, number 35, the elements are the tabernacle of God. Yea, man is the tabernacle of God, even temples. And whatsoever temple is defiled, God shall destroy that temple. The glory of God is intelligence, or in other words, light and truth. Light and truth forsake that evil one. It's true because he only likes hanging out in the dark. Every spirit of man was innocent in the beginning and God having redeemed man from the fall, men became again in their infant state innocent before God. 
And that wicked one cometh and taketh away light and truth through disobedience from the children of men, and because of the tradition of their fathers. But I have commanded you to bring up your children in light and truth. Okay, and I love that that's our goal as parents is to bring up our children in light and truth. Um, that's like something that's true, right? Something that's true. Of course, you're going to share with your kid. Hey, you know what? This stove is really hot. So if you touch it, you are going to get burned. And that's a truth that I'm going to share with my children because it's going to hurt them, right? And sometimes we feel like commandments from God are only there to keep us from having fun. But commandments are there to help us so that we don't have to go through a specific amount of pain or a certain amount of pain that the Lord knows will happen to us if we are to do that thing. If I touch this stove, it's going to burn me. It's not going to be fun. But it seems like it's fun because the little red light keeps coming on and then it goes off and then it comes on and then it goes off. And I really want to touch it, but I was given a commandment not to touch it right? Now you can totally touch it. It's up to you to touch it, but don't get mad at the Lord when you get burned because that commandment was already there. That commandment was in place. Now I will help you, right? When you get burned, what does mom do? She tries to put oil on it real quick, put it under some water, put the oil on it, put some salt, you know? I'm going to be there to help you when you do touch it, (laughs) just like the Lord is going to be there for us when we do disobey one of his, one of his commandments. He will be there to help us if we turn to him, right? If you burn yourself and keep it a secret, I can't help you. (laughs) Later, you might be like, mom, check out this sweet scar that I got from my burn. And I'll be like, when'd you burn yourself? Oh, the other day. Well, what happened? Did you do anything? No. You know, of course, you got this big blister throughout the whole process. But yeah, if you don't come to me about your burn, I can't help you with the burn. I can't help make it better. Okay. And so, yeah. Don't, don't keep it from the Lord. He knows that you burned yourself anyway, and that he's just waiting for you to be like, can you help me? I burned myself. (laughs) Even though we didn't keep his commandment, he will still be there to help us and to help us heal when we are hurt from not keeping a commandment because he wants to help us. That's what he wants. That's what he's there for, you know, because he knows that even though he said, don't touch the stove because it's hot and you're going to get burned or just don't touch the stove. Maybe he doesn't tell us why, you know, maybe the commandment is just don't touch the stove. And we're like, okay. And we wanted to know why for ourselves. That's fine. We just have to remember that He is giving us these instructions because he loves us, not because he's trying to keep us from having an awesome time with the stove. Okay, so that was just a bad example maybe, but (laughs) I'm I'm with Flora, and so that I just know that that's going to be one of those things that I have to show her soon, and and she might want to play with the stove because it looks so fun, huh? And we're going to take her out of here. 
Okay, but verily I, number 41, but verily I say unto you, my servant Frederick G. Williams, you have continued under this condemnation. You have not taught your children light and truth according to the commandments, and that wicked one hath power as yet over you, and this is the cause of your affliction, right? So I guess that's what happened, you know? He's trying to tell him, hey, you know, you're... I told you to teach your kids about light and truth and you didn't. And now there's some serious things going on and you're going to have the consequences, you know, you're going to have the consequences of not teaching your kiddos about the gospel or about light and truth or about, you know, you didn't teach them that the stove was hot. And now you have to deal with the consequence of figuring out how to heal this burn. Okay, 42, you have not taught your children life and truth according to the commandments and that wicked one hath power as yet over you and this is the cause of your affliction. Oh yeah, <laughs> read that. And now a commandment I give unto you. If you, will be, if you will be delivered, you shall set in order your own house for there are many things that are not right in your house. Well, he could, the Lord could certainly say that about our house and anybody else's house, I bet. So take this revelation to heart, okay? If there is something out of order, you fix it. Verily I say unto my servant Sidney Rigdon, that in some things he hath not kept the commandments concerning his children. Therefore, first set in order thy house. So yeah, hello. He's telling two people to set their house in order because I wonder why he had to say for two people. Was it because somebody was talking about somebody else? I don't know, but apparently both of them it's like don't worry about your brother don't worry about other people set your own house in order this is kind of like what i see happening i don't i don't know for sure if this is what was happening but it seems like this is what was happening barely i say unto my servant joseph smith jr or in other words i will call you friends for you are my friends and ye shall have an inheritance with me i called you servants for the world's sake and ye are their servants for my sake and now, verily, I say unto you, Joseph Smith Jr., you have not kept the commandments and must needs stand rebuked before the Lord. Your family must needs repent and forsake some things and give more earnest heed unto your sayings or be removed out of their place. What I say unto one, I say unto all. So this means all of us. Pray always, lest that wicked one have power in you and remove you out of your place. So... How would Satan have power over us? By us letting him have power over us. And then we are removed from our place. We're removed from the path that we have chosen when we follow the adversary. And we are set on a different path. And so the Lord's trying to tell us like, hey, keep praying because to stay on that path. Because otherwise you're going to get removed. 50, my servant Newell K. Whitney, also a bishop of my church hath need to be chastened and set in order his family and see that they are more diligent and concerned at home and pray always or they shall be removed out of their place. Honestly, <laughs> he just went through like a lot of peeps and it's like everybody needs to check their house. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Like right now I'm looking at the house like I definitely need to put some things in order, you know, put, I probably need to put some things away from Target, but then I also need to put some things in order like maybe I need to start making dinner because it's 514, need to put those things in order. Um, other things I need to set in order would be, you know, 
uh, spiritual things. That's probably what the Lord might be talking about too. Not just maybe cleanliness. Maybe my kids are getting sick too much. So I should probably be cleaning more things, right? Because we know that the temple gets cleaned all the time. And so I probably needed to be doing that. And because I haven't been, that's why they got sick. Other things I need to set in order might be, hey, you know, do I have scripture quotes on the walls like I've been being prompted to do? Nope, haven't been putting those up. And I probably, I definitely need to because I've been wanting to. So if I've been wanting to, I, I need to do that. And so there are certain things. And then how many times have we had family home evening? Did we have family home evening this week? You know, what did we do for family home evening? Was it something that was put together in two minutes? Did it matter to me enough to focus more time on it or not? Right? Okay. So those are some things, okay, that we can think about. Okay, and now I say unto you, my friends, let my servant Sidney Rigdon go on his journey and make haste and also proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the gospel of salvation as I shall give him utterance. And by your prayer of faith, with one consent, I will uphold him. And let my servants Joseph Smith Jr. and Frederick G. Williams make haste also, and it shall be given them even according to the prayer of faith. And inasmuch as you keep my sayings, you shall not be confounded in this world nor in the world to come. And verily I say unto you that it is my will that you should hasten to translate my scriptures and to obtain a knowledge of history and of countries and of kingdoms, of laws of God, and... And man, and all this for the salvation of Zion. Amen. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still not sure about that. Oh, boy. Siri. Siri. We got Siri talking, Flora falling, Brodo sleeping. Everybody. Sorry. Okay. It was Flora touching my watch, apparently. So <laughs> let me read 53 one more time. And verily I say unto you that it is my will that you should hasten to translate my scriptures and to obtain a knowledge of history and of countries and of kingdoms and <laughs> of laws of God and man and all this for the salvation of Zion. Amen. Okay, so the Lord was wanting them to continue to translate the scriptures. And I also think that I like the word translate. I mean, for Joseph Smith, it was translate the scriptures to a new language that other people could understand. But I think for us, this could mean, because I like likening scriptures to myself. I think for for me, if I don't want to disregard certain scriptures because I know that they were all written for a reason. But um, hasten to translate scriptures to me means like hurry to understand them, hurry to read and then put them in your own words so that you can translate it into your own language. Because the language of the scriptures is hard for me to understand. But if I can really study those the scriptures that I'm reading and put them in my own words, it helps to translate them for me so that I can understand more of what it is the Lord is trying to, to teach me. And Apparently, he also wants us to obtain knowledge of history and of countries and kingdoms and laws and laws of God and man. And just like all this, all these things are going to benefit us. Knowledge is something that we can take with us when when we 
progress to the next life. And so it's not something that we leave behind, like this TV or our couch, you know, those things we're going to leave behind. But the knowledge that we gain is going to be what we're able to take with us and it's going to be awesome. So study as much as you can, even though you may not be a vampire and you have to sleep, um, study as much as you can. There's so much information out there that we can consume besides just shows and episodes of things. So all the fiction in the world can take up all of our headspace and then we won't have space for all the good stuff all the things that we want to learn. And so, you know, Finn and Faust, you guys know how much mom loves for you guys to watch things and hear things that are uplifting and that are going to teach you things and that are going to benefit you in some way. Like, hey, what do you want to learn next, right? Like, what's the next thing that you're going to learn? And as you can see, the Lord wants us to do the same. He wants us to fill our minds with good things and things that will be useful to us. Something I just realized though, as I was thinking about this also on the previous scriptures about organizing our families and keeping our families in order, the following instruction was to translate for the Lord. And so I think what he's trying to tell us, if we see this pattern, it's like first organize your family, then go do what I've asked you to do. Right. So the Lord is helping us put those things in priority or in order of priority. And so if he expects Joseph Smith to do something first, he wanted him to repent. Then he wanted him to put his family in order. Then he asked him to do the work that he has asked him that he has asked of him. And that's what we can use as we progress in life is, hey, first put your house in order, put your family in order, then you can do the work of the Lord. And it's only going to work that way because that's how it was, that's how he has intended us, has intended it to work. And so if we are doing his work and we're wondering why our family's going crazy, then we know, hey, that's because we didn't do it in order. Or... (laughs) If we are, if we have our family in order and everything's so perfect and we're just worried about everything being perfect and, you know, and not, you know, doing the things that the Lord asked of us, then we're also not going to be in sync there. And so he's given us a pattern for us to use in our lives that will bless us. All right. That is it for today. And we will put this Flora, get, or get this Flora some more food. Huh? Baby girl. And we uh, always remember that I love you and I'm thinking about you and we'll catch you again next time.